2: Hello and welcome to Marcus Meets, a show made for you, so what you think of it is really important to us. We'll take your feedback, however you'd like to deliver it to us. The easiest way is by leaving us a rating and review. You can click a link in the description of this episode that we've put there for you, or if you know your way around iTunes, you can make your own way there. Today's show, DJ Yoda, a pretty freaking awesome DJ and producer in short. We talk about so much, including the music that does and doesn't interest him. What his rider is like, which is unique, to say the least. Things that he's scared of. Um, the UK's version of LA. Uh, and what to expect from a live show. He also dropped some great knowledge on you with regards to just being a creative person and, and how your passion can really get you to, to amazing places and how you can do what you love. As a job But The footy was on at the time And we found out we had something in common
1: It's rare to find like Two blokes Who can have an hour long chat Whilst the England game is going on Oh no (laughs) You should be proud man You should be proud of how little you care about sports I certainly am You know what It's just like I'm so I have a lot of interests And I'm very passionate about a lot of things Mm. And I can't be like that about everything There's got to be somewhere Where there's like a big gap in my knowledge And for me The two big gaps are sports and house music.
2: Sports (laughs) and house music. Sports and house
1: music. Those are the two things that I do. Has it always been sports and house music? Yeah. Yeah, it actually has, thinking about it. Yeah. I just, you know what, like, as far as DJing goes and music tastes, like, if people ask me what I play or what I like, I can always describe it by, I like I'm interested in everything except for stuff that goes doof, doof, doof. doof. And that, cause that just, I just get bored of that. Like, that's, yeah. you know, once that starts, I can appreciate it
2: maybe for about 20 seconds. Then I'm like, ah, it's just too repetitive, man. Yeah. And, and what's the sort of stuff they play in after clubs? That just, it just feels like it's music to keep people going. Alarm clock music is what I call yeah. it. Yeah. Or I guess a lot of that
1: stuff can be very drug related. Mm. Or, you know, a lot of music's drug related, but that kind of thing is relates to a certain kind of drug that i'm not interested in maybe that's part of it i don't think that's all of it but i yeah i just haven't got the attention span for that kind of music Mm. it doesn't i've got a really short attention span i kind of like i like something that i'm the kind of person who if i have the remote control i'm flicking channels constantly i can't really settle on stuff
2: you're that person that you don't want to give the remote to yeah because because i'll
1: just be i'll never settle i'll always be like there must be something better on the other channel yeah and the whole format of that kind of house techno thing is people like play six hour DJ sets and they might play like 10 minutes of one song or whatever. I'm like, this is I just too, I get bored too quickly. Yeah. I like that hip hop style of
2: like, or you might get 10 seconds of one song. (laughs) Like, and we're definitely going to get into that today, because yeah. that's definitely your style, bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, we might hear some rumbles of football scorings going on if we talk for long enough. Yeah. Or, or just like straight hooliganism. Yeah. As be long as they in. don't come
1: too near, I don't mind the sound of it. But yeah. actually, funnily enough, that is one of the things I hate most about football, is the sound of it. I what, just, the sound on the TV? Yeah, the sound of that that like crowd. <sighs> you know, that thing that just doesn't stop. I'm like, yeah. the sound of it just puts me off, man. I'm like... Actually you know what If they soundtracked it better I might be more interested So what if
2: they put Like a little Like I had a theme tune Playing underneath the it football All the times. Beats. It just had good beats It's lacking beats <laughs> Do you know what sport Has got good beats What Wrestling Yeah The intro music <laughs> yeah, In man, wrestling Yeah
1: Those... I used to like wrestling as a kid And yeah. the in, all the intro music Like you're right man Like the Hulk Hogan music The Ultimate Warrior music yeah. Like yeah See if they had more music In sports I'd be more into it Definitely Definitely well, Who's your favourite wrestler By the way <laughs> Oh man, it's been so long since I've even thought about that. Alright, who's who had the the best wrestling theme tune? The then? Undertaker. Hey. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Scary. That, that was some atmospheric stuff, man. Undertaker coming into the ring. Come yeah. on. Yeah. To be honest, my, my it like I grew up with a younger brother. My younger brother was like the wrestling dude. He had Thank all the you. wrestling action figures, the posters, the music and everything. And I was like the DJ one with the turntables in my bedroom. Yeah. So he's got little kind of like weird tasting hip hop just through the stuff that I was playing and I've got weird random wrestling stuff through him. Alright. Yeah, I was never massively into it, but it was around at least.
2: What sort of weird stuff? I'm I'm
1: curious. No, man, and I just we must have gone to one of those WrestleMania things that at Wembley or something like that and seen British Bulldog or oh, So <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow, you took it
1: back. Yeah, I know oh, man. Cool. This is like when I was very young.
2: Cool. Yeah. Alright. Well obviously we're gonna get into the music today, Oda. Um It's inevitable, isn't it, really, to sit down and have a chat with you and and not talk about music. But shout out to the snacks that you have brought. My Um, snack game is always strong. I
1: pride myself on that, man. Like, it's actually like, yeah, I'm very food and music uh, motivated. I
2: mean, talk us through this this harvest mix that is in the (laughs) studio with us today. You
1: know what? I just, uh, today I'm balancing out the healthy with the unhealthy. So I had Monster Munch and I was like, I've got to balance that out with some peanuts and raisin mix
2: okay so it's yeah. about it's about the the, the fibrous it's intake. just a
1: balance man like yeah. to be honest with you like my my meals are generally pretty healthy like yeah. i'll have like i'll eat healthy meals but the crap that i eat in between the meals that's what balances it out right, it's just about enough. a balance man yeah
2: yeah I, <laughs> I find that the more good stuff i put around me the less likely i am to go to to get something else yeah that's a true bad man snack. if
1: you sit around and work all day with peanuts and raisins in front of you you're less likely to then go and like get a burger for lunch
2: yeah because the peanuts and raisins are closer yeah man exactly put in effort to it's about get a sorting burger. It out so it's there in front of you exactly exactly um and you know what we love to do our research here on this podcast but can i just say you've got an amazing fact sheet <laughs> i don't know how much input you've put into this yeah <laughs> with regards to fun facts about dj yoda while yeah, i was yeah. reading this this is amazing and i and i thought this was a some of it was a joke but you actually do and i thought you're playing around when you tweet stuff about this but you actually do collect cereal yeah just that's one of my interests is <laughs> cereal because <laughs> you, you were like that? wrestling's weird but i was thinking <laughs> bruv you've got in here there's cereal
1: on, on on shelves i try and explain it or justify it i don't know if it will like i'll manage or not but when i was growing up i had most of my family's in america like yeah. i've got more family in america than i do in in the uk so we used to visit them in florida in new york um and I just remember, like, like, one of my, some of my earliest memories of going to America and there being, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and all these cereals with, like, colourful marshmallows in and stuff. And that, to me, like, hip-hop and American breakfast cereal were, like, the things that, like, they were, like, amazing to me when I was growing up. So, diet of so that's maybe where it it, it came from. And then mm. I just love food. I love breakfast. And hey, cereal's a good treat. And, and I really love the aesthetic of it all. Like, they're, they're like the boxes and the artwork and just the way it's presented it just appeals to me like i can't explain it better than that
2: i'm really curious how did this how did this start though when did you think i'm not just gonna consume cereal (laughs) because i like cereal i thought i like cereal i'm like yeah i like it i'll eat it get rid of it but When did you start collecting? How do you collect cereal as well? (laughs) Well, you can't collect the actual
1: cereal itself because it goes off.
2: All right, right. I was worried (laughs) you were going to waste all this great cereal. Yeah, no, I've always
1: got to eat what's inside. But some of the boxes, sometimes they're just so good. I'm like, I can't throw that box away. That's like a work of art. I've got to keep it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's not many. Like, I don't, I'm actually like trying to get over the hoarding side of my nature. Like, I think that every DJ, I think a very male trait, but it's definitely a very DJ trait. To want to hoard stuff, to collect records, to collect DVDs, to collect sneakers, whatever it is, mm. um, and I am trying to. I battle against that in myself because I don't think it's a good trait to have. And I would like to be able to just shed all this material stuff and not ever think about it again. But that said, every now and then, the cereal comes out, and I am like, ah, it looks so good. I just want to, even if it's just have it up in the studio. So I am looking at it and feeling inspired.
2: Yeah, yes. What was your most recent cereal box purchase? Ooh.
1: Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you I've got cereal on my rider when I DJ <laughs> are
2: you serious <laughs> yeah,
1: man. What, what's on that it just says like rare breakfast cereal and then that way it's left for the promoter to interpret oh, so wow. sometimes you get a lazy promoter or just hit you up with some Cocoa Pops or whatever that's not rare and, then, oh. and that's not rare no. uh, and so I'm always stocked up from gigs because I'm playing every week Like the last gig I did was in Manchester and I got Lucky Charms and and the stuff called craze. Craze? What yeah. It was just, that's that's pretty rare. So they, they, they what were craze? It's a morning harvest, which is like a kind of ghetto kellogg's <laughs> <laughs> And they and they're like chocolate pillow things. They're pretty wicked actually. I had them last night.
2: that shit's cray. Yeah. That yeah, shit's That's cray. just cray. <laughs> oh that's it. So like that's your You know what, you've I'm gonna go totally off ski. I've just realised as a DJ you can actually there's a trick in here. You can never shop again. It's your genius. rider can just be a shopping list. I mean if you pay out thing, every week.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. Like how much can you make your dj rider your groceries for the week yes that's a thing amongst djs like can i say like i need kitchen
2: roll yeah and yeah <laughs> and washing up liquid dozen eggs <laughs> dozen eggs. <laughs> i would like lo- dozen eggs wouldn't you just love that you turn up to your set leave and you got to ask for the bags as well because there's a whole 5p thing here in the uk you'll be like with bags
1: exactly man I mean, well you like- know what like uh, most dj not most djs but a lot of djs they want their alcohol they want you know they want their booze and i drink but i'm not a big drinker and i definitely don't need to be like drunk to dj i'm Mm. quite happy to dj sober i'm probably better at djing sober so don't give me a bottle of vodka because if i drink that i'm actually going to be worse at my job that you're bringing me here for that's the (laughs) like that that's why i think riders are so illogical and apart from anything okay if you really want to like the to the truth of it It's like Any money that you're putting Into that rider I'd rather just You pay me that money yeah, I don't yeah. want like A bottle of vodka Like if I want a bottle of vodka Pay me my money And then mm. If I want vodka I can go and buy it Out of the money <laughs> Yeah Go to the bar yeah. And give you some money back Exactly to so so record, I, don't I don't think know. riders Make very much sense I think they're a bit stupid So Me adding cereal to mine Is kind of my just
2: I think that was uh Yoda's sly saying that he would just like a bag of brown cat a brown bag of cash. Yeah, exactly. That that's is, that's, that's my way. So my just, rider. just give me money. Yeah, give me money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and cereal. So that was the latest box of cereal you got. What's your fur I'm bro, I'm really curious about it. you're the first ever cereal collector that I've ever spoken to. <laughs> what was the first ever box of cereal you were like, I'm going to keep you. You're not going in the bin.
1: Um what well, you I got see, it here? I got I'm just having a look at my ones in the studio here i 'cause I've I've got some at home as well. I might have kept that you see that lucky charms the old school lucky charms one
2: yes very old school yeah they did
1: like like a throwback lucky charms Mm -hmm. retro kind of box and i thought that was worth keeping and that was quite a long time ago
2: yeah and are those some special edition fruit 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 loops were they they?
1: yeah they're like special dj ones the 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 fruit loop ones you see it says dj loops dj loops yeah Yeah. and the ones beneath that are boo berry that's just like one of my favorite cereals and they're pretty hard to get hold of because they only bring them out around halloween okay yeah so you've got to kind of catch them from america around halloween what are blueberries they're kind of just purple like blueberry flavored things they're good man
2: mm. with cereal if i'm real with you i i like the milk i like what the cereal does to the milk that's, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. sign of a good cereal
1: well my my favorite cereal of all time is uh the 80s cinnamon toast crunch the Cause 80s they, yeah because they changed it up they changed cinnamon toast crunch up to cinnamon grahams in right. the 90s right and then they changed the recipe it wasn't as good but the throwback, the eighties Cinnamon toast crunch, that the milk from that game over.
2: And can you? Is this possible? Can, is this out there? No, can no, you get, that's, is, not, that's gone. There, this it's is just gone, a memory. Man. Yeah, that, uh, you look a little bit sad, right I am d- wistful thinking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah,
1: it. you know what? It, and it's so funny. What I was just thinking when I was saying that's so similar with trainers, like the, the same things happen with shoes. Like good mm. shoes disappear, and yeah, yeah, music's different because you can always go back and like hear hear old music. But yeah, serial yeah. trainers. Sometimes those things are like. All right, they
2: disappear and they're so, gone forever yeah. Yeah. Mm. so yeah you know 80s if anyone has a box of those 80s things uh, and yeah, there's a time be, machine let us they'd know they'd be seriously off <laughs> yeah they'd, <laughs> they'd be wrong just look at them yeah. um also on this amazing set of fun facts about you did you know that this is put together is it are you behind yeah this, it, I, I
1: think i know the thing you're talking about it's got like a list of like yeah all things that i like and yeah I've done, yeah. yeah i know what you're talking yeah.
2: about yeah um you fear moths
1: <laughs> i fear moths <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> i have a few fears um I actually know really specifically what that stems from as well is I was at a summer camp when I was about maybe 10 11 years old yeah. and I was shown into the room where I was staying yeah. and there were curtains and for some reason I gave the curtains a shake and like loads of these moths just flew at me I really remember it really like vividly and since then I just I don't like moths I find them like unpredictable
2: See, if that was bats, you would have become Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah, a mothman man. it was good man. No, yeah. mothman would be good. I was like, no, to... I'll just give the mothman yeah. thing a,
2: a miss. And you're, de- you're seriously, like, if a moth's in the room, like how, because people say they're scared of stuff. If there's a moth, for example, you know, we're sitting about like, a foot away from each other, foot and a half. Yeah. If there was a moth, like, on my knee, would that I be I would be
1: starting to feel a little bit like I've got to move away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. I'd, closer than that would be bad. Yeah.
2: Really? Like, yeah. you'd just be like... I'd have to stop to, I'd have to leave the room just, Or I'd have to And you s- know what Sometimes I've done
1: gigs Like the worst Is sometimes You It tends to be like Hot Hotter places Like Europe or Asia Or something If I'm doing a festival show mm. If you're on a stage Outside And it's hot At night And the lights are on you Yeah It attracts all the insects So I've done shows I did one show In particular I think I, I kind of Want to say it's Croatia But I can't remember if It was Hungary or Croatia Or something, somewhere like that and there was just a like, swarm of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were, but they were a lot of them, and they were uh, landing on my records, on my mixer, on my uh, laptop, on my hands and stuff whilst I was trying to scratch. I was like, I'm being so brave right now. People don't even know how brave I'm being. They're out there dancing, and I'm like... Ugh. Gotta carry on dj and you start with it <laughs> start with it man oh, yeah all right. All right. i was doing some weird moves like shaking insects you're
2: off like yeah wow look what a d i've never seen a dj dance like that before and you're just, Ugh. Exactly. all right well um i don't know if you'll be very happy hearing this i was uh i don't read the news that much or, mm. or watch the news a lot or as much as i should but um the diamondback moth this came on the news a couple of days ago there's a moth called a diamondback moth and uh it might be infesting crops this year and he the cabbage broccoli and spinach Bastards. In the UK And they're saying there's like Usually there was like a farmer going Oh he's on my farm And and um you know Usually I've got a couple of moths here In my moth catcher And he's got like 50 oh, And they're worried that Diamondback moths Are going to be taking well, over Farms you, man,
1: in they're the UK nasty, They're nasty pieces of work moths Yeah like, see, we, They eat all the good stuff that we need Spinach mm. and stuff so, You didn't
2: mention broccoli though
1: um, Well I, yeah, like spinach, I like Spinach I like broccoli. all that All that stuff you eat yeah. Nasty moths Taking that I away like from it. us But yeah. butterflies are cool Yeah fine Flies whatever daddy long legs don't really like daddy long legs actually they're a bit don't really actually funnily odd. enough like i'm um, easier getting rid of a spider yeah. in the house than a daddy long legs But daddy long daddy legs, legs are, are a bit color. too kind of fluttery and like they've got the flying thing
2: they just look like they don't know what they're doing and yeah, they're, they're a bit all over the
1: place yeah and uncertain that's what i don't things. like yeah. that's what i don't like is the like randomness of it yeah. like at least the spider is going to like go off in one direction just feel yeah you're right it's like a confidence thing i don't like the randomness of those
2: i like to be sure what you're doing like that's why ants aren't scary because ants are like exactly
1: they go in a row yeah all right cool
2: yeah thing yeah you know (laughs) where you pour hot water on them um but you've got an ambition of beekeeping (laughs) so you don't like moths but you (laughs) want to keep
1: bees yeah this is a random themselves, hurting you yeah yeah uh no uh, bees are cool man wasps are evil bees are cool
2: why is that i might be with you on this but why wasps are
1: aggressive wasps Mm. they want to fuck you up yeah they want to sting you man (laughs) (laughs) they're nasty but bees are cool bees just bees make honey come on man, honey's amazing i love honey and honey cereal honey cereal the whole thing comes together you know Uh. bees are friendly bees don't want to and also bees like wasps are the ones that when they sting you they die right
2: uh Bees or when bees sting you They die So they don't And wasps want can sting you. keep Wasps can just keep hitting you Right they're So wasps like, can just yeah. keep On getting
1: you Yeah, Bees are like You know They're not going to yeah. do it man Unless they're like Kamikaze suicidal style
2: Exactly yeah. So if a wasp has had a bad day Yeah they will just They can just hit you And yeah. just be like Take yeah, that Exactly. But uh, a bee They have to think about bees it are cool Cool alright yeah. And you'd actually Would you
1: If you had the opportunity Keep some bees I'd love to do that man Like I've got like Rural Ambitions go on elaborate please well no i just just generally i don't mean specifically but but like i would like to be in a place in life when i'm older when i can do all those things man grow vegetables keep bees that sounds good to me like i I couldn't do it now i'm not ready for that now i'm too much of a like city addict there's too much going on in the city for me but i just like to think that's where i'll end up
2: i mean with the internet And the fact that you can take your kit with you wherever you are. I suppose there's no open reason why you couldn't have a a country house. It's not out of the question,
1: man. It appeals to me. But I also, I would need a balance. I I would need the best of countryside and city.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, Also, with regards to food, you like your eggs poached? Yes. I take that out of this list of things because I'm with you on poached eggs. Yeah,
1: poached eggs, man. Like, once you go poached, you don't go back. You can't. You can't. You can't go
2: back. Uh, My thing is, though, I love them. But I can't ever make them as good as you get them in a cafe. Can you make a good poached day? I can
1: make a good poach day, well, sure but you've got technique. to concentrate on it. Actually, it's really simple, like, because people say you've got to use vinegar and, like, or there's like little plastic poaching things yeah, yeah. Or, or cling film. Yeah. Don't do any of that, man. Just the way I do it is you actually use a frying pan, so like a shallow pan. A shallow pan, yeah. But put that full of water. Yeah. So it's just a shallow bit of water. Yeah. And then just carefully drop it in. That's all you've
2: got to do. So you just crack the egg Crack the and egg Just, just drop it, it pretty in Pretty low to the water And you have to get the water Like boiling And then take it off the boil first Yeah or it, it doesn't really matter
1: just You can just cook it slow That's actually the best way If you can do it slow You've got time Okay Um. Yeah that's a good way Of doing it man That's the best way That i found anyway
2: Thank you very much Because I, I can't poach and I can I can try But they always go funny You've just got to be careful I don't like it. the vinegar taste If you put vinegar yeah, in Yeah I don't really the I try swelling it around nah, nah, nah it doesn't work None me. of that Um. And you like to drink Old fashioned beer Apparently as well what is old-fashioned beer okay it says what what drinks do i like yeah
1: old fashions comma ah, beer. beer that's where things. my
2: open dyslexia can come into play and i can <laughs> yeah. lean on that so you like old-fashioned Whis- i like old-fashioned
1: is my favorite cocktail which right, is cool. yeah yeah uh whiskey and uh, bitters yeah sugar orange peel
2: wicked it's good And Mrs. his lights those yeah it's, i like whiskey man yeah. i'm not a massive
1: drinker but I like like a drink, I like a good quality drink as opposed to like loads of low quality. Drink. So yeah, so loads of shit. You like yeah.
2: to, to sit there with a nice glass, I suppose. Exactly. And good right. ice. It's got to be in a good, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good yeah. ice,
1: good glass. Um, And same with beer. Like I like kind of craft beer, mm-hmm. hipster beer, basically. Yeah. And I can't drink like
2: can't drink Heineken. regular yeah. Heineken's, yeah. No, I can't even touch it, man. Right. I'm, no advertising's going into this. I'm a fan of a Peroni at the moment. That's my best over-the-counter yeah. beer at the moment. Peroni-Schmeroni.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I, you're in deep. Yeah. You're I in deep. I wouldn't eat, yeah. I wouldn't.
2: Um, You'd say no. It's all right. It's all right. It's better than Heineken. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really a Heineken fan. I like the smell of Heineken when it opens, because it smells, no, it smells like something else. Nah. <laughs> Carlsberg. All that stuff. Oh, no, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. all right. Well, shout out to my dyslexia there. Old fashions and beer. And uh, you name a few cities that you like uh, all over the world. Uh, But in the UK, Bristol came up. Um, Yeah, man. I just I've
1: always had a really good connection with Bristol, like from early days of making mixtapes. And I would like sell mixtapes in London records shops. And then I would start like shipping them out to other cities. And it was always Bristol first, Bristol, then Manchester. Um, so right from the very start, the first gigs that I did and went to outside London, always Bristol, and I just I feel at home there for some reason. Whenever I'm there, I got a lot of mates there, and it just if it just it's a good vibe there, man. Nice, yeah, nice. It's like nice. our West Coast. Okay, that's the way I always think of it. Okay, like, actually, generally you look at like countries, the West Coast always tends to be chilled, laid back, mm-hmm. bass mm. in the music, mm-hmm. beaches. Mm. that's like a west coast thing everywhere
2: yeah yeah you're right okay so bristol's like the la of the uk out la yeah. oh, la shout out to bristol yeah yeah <laughs> if i was from bristol when i heard that i'd be like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> um so you're a great dj now that's like that's something that's you know we don't need to there's, there's no debate in that yeah you know what you're doing when it comes to the decks but um as a master you must be a student at some point Uh, And you mentioned your early days as well. How important is it for a DJ though to have shit gigs on the way up? Because essential, yeah, essential.
1: You 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 need that man. Like that's part of the skill. Like I couldn't even count how many times I've played in a club to an empty room. Mm. You have to do that, man. Mm. That's part of that. It's character building. Apart from anything, yeah. And you just got to learn. Like as a DJ, you don't start DJing, go to a club when it's at its fullest or go to a festival when you've got a peak spot, you're like headlining. It doesn't work like that. You start at the bottom, you work your way up and then you understand how to DJ at all these different points mm-hmm. of an event because the energy's different, man. People, when an event, when a club opens, open doors, there's no one in there. People come in two by two, whatever it fills out, there's 20 people in there, there's 50, there's 100. You need to like... M- be able to DJ to fit the energy of a room. And and what all that stuff taught me, and it wasn't just empty clubs I played to. I played to busy clubs. I played to clubs that were half full. I played to weird crowds that were not my normal crowd. The more like different kinds of DJing you can do, the better understanding you get of just turning up somewhere and getting the vibe straight away. And that's, I never like plan my DJ sets. I always... I mean, that's the amazing thing about technology now is that I can turn up with a laptop. I've got every music there straight away. So I don't think about what I'm going to play. I turn up and I look at the crowd and I try and get a feel for the energy of the room, the vibe of the room, what kind of way I think it needs to go musically. And then I try and fit it to that. Mm. And I think that's a really important thing when you DJ. I don't understand turning up and just, this is my set. This is what I'm going to play regardless of what it's like when i get there yeah like you've got to kind of tailor that for when you get there
2: is that like, yeah i always find it's a, it's very refreshing when you go and see someone dj uh and they don't play their tunes for a bit they play other tunes i'm like you actually are like wow this dj you just got, is, is going in with yeah. the direction of music that they obviously like as well and they're working with a crowd like i think i've seen i won't name his name but i've seen a dj who was a, a very known as a e, like very well known as edm come and do a straight hip-hop set for half an hour yeah when they're in brixton yeah like right you did the right thing at the right time yeah like
1: if it it fits the vibe i'm always interested in what what's going on before i start like who's djing before me what are they playing sometimes you want to like make it a fluid night and like sometimes i just mix out of what the person's playing before me and like keep on going in that direction Mm. and then slowly get towards what i want to get to other times i'm like i can see what this guy's doing it's not working I need to like bring that to a stop start afresh with something completely different um, and all that kind of like years of playing in random places that's what that teaches you um, yeah. and I think that's why I say it's essential to play to an empty room like it's essential to play at a wedding it's essential to play at a bar mitzvah it's essential to play a club that plays nothing like the kind of music that you love Yeah, I did a tour a couple of years ago um as part of a heavy metal festival and they had me on the main stage in between the acts mm. so i was like brilliant like this is a challenge wicked how yeah. can i make this work and it was a education i learned fast i don't really know too much about heavy metal music i know like a few odd songs but i couldn't do like a heavy metal set but what i could do is match that energy with different kinds of music might be playing grime might be playing drum and bass but the energy's got to be right for it to fit with that crowd and mm. that's like an education mm. like you can like put me in a hip-hop club i know what i'm going to do straight away it's it's easy but put me in a situation like that i enjoy the challenge of it
2: yeah it's great man and that's like that's why when people try and ask me to describe what your sets are like i've seen a couple sets over the years and every it's always been different like you said so it's how would you best describe a dj yoda set without saying (laughs) i'm gonna play whatever you like really how would you describe it i
1: would say to people just expect the unexpected like it it can be anything man yeah yeah (laughs) and and also what i said to you before like i'm pretty much going to play every kind of music except for probably i might even play house like i might even play uh, some bits like that but you're just not going to hear a lot of stuff like that Mm. um yeah expect the unexpected i just want to keep it interesting and fun yeah those are like the two main things for me: interesting and fun
2: definitely and um that's what your mixtapes were like as well like obviously cut and paste volume one was like one of the biggest tapes that really put you out there at the start and um one thing i get when listening to it and i encourage you to listen to it as well um whatever music you're into because it's not like a straight hip-hop like mixtape it's it's just it feels like you're having fun and is that genuinely how you live your life you're doing what you do you literally just have fun whatever you're doing
1: that's the like the number one rule like make it fun like yeah. make it fun and interesting for myself first yeah if it's not that for me then no one else is going to get that mm. so yeah you're right like a lot of stuff that i do when i dj whether it's on mixtapes or in clubs is to make me laugh sometimes i do stuff just because i find it funny i'm like i could do with a laugh like yeah uh what's the um the tune that i played the other night uh vanessa carlton um what's it even called um <laughs> oh yeah i don't know why that's funny but it's funny i i, I can't even explain why that's funny that's
2: terry cruz isn't it that's just, i think of terry now when i hear that i just think terry cruz it just makes me think of white girls yeah yeah <laughs> Were there a lot of white girls in there and did they enjoy it yeah well there you go just because it's I don't yeah. know. Oh, it's, it's the randomness you, of it, like. Yeah.
1: But th- there are moments like that, like, and the same with that "How to Cut and Paste" Volume One that you are just talking about. I remember putting things on that, just like it just made me laugh. And yeah. like, if it's making me laugh, then hopefully it will make you laugh as well. But that's all I know how to do. I yeah. can't like second guess stuff that you are gonna like. I can yeah. only do stuff that I think is funny or cool. And then if that comes across, then great.
2: I still giggle my ass off it. I'm gonna think about a bit that made me giggle my ass off, and mention it to you in a second. But um, what's the weirdest? sound effect you've ever scratched
1: (laughs) i mean i pride myself on that kind of thing so i don't know if there is a weirdest
2: i've heard farts i've heard (laughs)
1: slurping i've heard (laughs) all sorts just i'm interested in sound and weird sounds Mm. i've got some stupid stuff like this where we are now my studio this is where i collect all that stuff so my itunes especially there is like i don't know how hundred thousand sounds deep or whatever. Really? So I just I have everything there that I can think of.
2: Have you got a section with just random craziness in it?
1: Yeah, man. I, I because I have to like obsessively file stuff as yeah. well, so everything is categorized. I've definitely got like categories of just stuff called weird or silly or yeah. <laughs> whatever. I kind of um,
2: feel like you've got an area which is like bodily function noises and <laughs> toilet course, flushes yeah, and stuff club, like that. So <laughs> yeah, standard. Have you got to be that organised? Because literally with, um, I presume you're you use Serato yeah. all the time Um, with uh, and Serato, if you're not a DJ, we can geek out a little bit for a second, is like DJ software where you basically you can use records but play tunes off your laptop which means you don't have to break your back carrying 10,000 yeah, tunes into the club. Because you've got so much now, Do you, you mentioned that you're quite serious about, organizing stuff like that DJing case, is
1: yeah. like I would describe it as like 50% traveling 45% categorizing and 5% DJing <laughs> wow wow <laughs> yeah yeah that's like crazy yeah like four or five times as much effort goes into categorizing than actually DJing because that's the thing man I need to like Especially the way that I just described to you that like I DJ, if I'm playing somewhere and I I think like, oh, we need to go off on a reggae tangent immediately. Mm. I need to have all that stuff categorized there immediately for me so that I can think like, oh, this is slow reggae, this is recent reggae, this is old reggae, this is fast reggae. You know, it needs to be all there just in a way that I can understand it and mm. access it immediately. Like You can't be standing there like in front of a crowd of a thousand people thinking oh what's that song yeah Uh, (laughs) there's
2: that reggae song that uh, everyone like yeah i hear that
1: fair enough so preparation man you have fun with it though yeah yeah man because once it's all there and you know you can use it all then then you're then free to do whatever you want
2: okay and and i feel like you do give a a a mixtape feel to your sets as well because you are drawing sound effects from here yeah
1: man i just want it to stay interesting like for me the worst thing would be to just play a whole song and wait for it to finish and then just play another whole song and wait for that to finish because in my head like why would a guest dj go somewhere and do that itunes can do that Mm. a cd can do that yeah i could email them a playlist and they could do that so if i am like being flown from london to australia or to some crazy place like justifying myself being there by doing something like keep busy like do throw some stuff in the mix to keep it a thing yeah like that's that's why i'm there
2: yeah, interesting. Yeah, I find that And you're um, DJ Yoda by name. Yep. Um, literally, kind of like a Yoda in the game right now. <laughs> um, I'm not saying because you're old. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, not, saying, you're you, I'm, I'm not, not calling you you're old. I'm not saying you are green. I'm not calling you green and old and, and you know sure. you're about to die before the before the um series finishes. But um no um it's like Yoda in Star Wars is a character that you know has an ancient craft
1: that's the way i think about it now funnily enough like when i started that was nothing to do with it but that's the thing that happened to my name over time is that now here we are in 2016 and i'm requesting i need to use turntables when i turn up for this gig and do you know how few djs use turntables now i feel like a jedi i feel like (laughs) one of the last like people (laughs) it's crazy and i was like i was like yeah the yoda's starting to mean something like it never meant before but yeah, I feel like one of the last people using this ancient craft. Yeah, um, and I like that. Like, I'm not going to change, man. I'm stuck. I'm too stuck in my ways, and it's. It doesn't feel. I've tried DJing you know, with just CDJs and that stuff. It doesn't feel right to me. It's got to be what you like, really, isn't it? It's like, just that that is DJing to me is two turntables and a mixer. Like, it, it, I can't ever not have that set up. It's a simple, old school hip hop
2: mentality. Yeah. That you take that way, I'm like It's not really DJing It's something else So you are Yoda by name And Yoda by nature now as well The ancient craft of turntablism Exactly man So you're a turntablist Is what people call you what, what, As well like What is What is a turntablist Yeah I
1: mean I don't know That's I, That doesn't sit too easy with me Because A turntablist is something Okay turntablism Yeah Was a thing that happened Like in the 90s It became like a It's almost like a fad it came and it went. I mm. don't really see turntablism in inverted commas as something that really exists anymore. Yeah. What it a tur- what it meant was a turntable is someone who makes music using turntables. So you're not playing music; you're making music. That might mean that you are using one turntable to create drums, another turntable to create a melody, another turntable to do scratching. So basically, you're like making using a turntable as an instrument, like a piano or a bass or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but that scene kind of got too techy and it just imploded on itself it got too technical and it just there wasn't the fun got stripped out of it Mm. when you went to go and watch that kind of thing it was like you couldn't dance it wasn't fun you're just sitting there watching some guy getting as noodly and as technical as he can it's like okay that's not fun so there are elements of that that i incorporate in what i do but i don't know whether you could say that it's not turntable what I do. I'm just a DJ. uh, Like a hip-hop DJ. Just just a DJ. Just a DJ. DJ DJ can mean a lot of things. Yeah, Like a hip-hop
2: DJ, I guess. And I heard that you weren't too keen on your name
1: at the start, DJ Yoda. No, I still, you know, I I think most DJ names are pretty stupid, actually. (laughs) like (laughs) I think like, I, I, I really struggle to think of a DJ with a good name. You really like sit and think about some of these DJ names and they're silly as hell, man. Like,
2: funk master flex <laughs> just just think about that do you know what i was i, <laughs> I agree with you because i'll say i keep saying to to up-and-coming people when i'm talking about music they're like should i be called this and i'm like bruv you can be called anything you want a name is a the name. quality of what you put. tiny, temper. I, tiny, tiny temper I love his music i love his music man. Like, rapper
1: names too man i'm like got yeah. a tiny temper tiny ten-. there right? are very few like uh, i can think of a couple that i'm like okay that's actually a good name like for the one that always comes to my head Is DJ Shadow I think DJ Shadow is a cool name Yeah bleh. Yeah you know It's better than a lot of them man Like I'm trying to think of DJs now But like Jazzy Jeff He doesn't play really He's not really known for jazz is he isn't, You think about like Jazzy Jeff and You just think Jazzy Jeff But when you mm. break it down you think Jazzy Jeff
2: Yeah <laughs> It's like Describing it's, somebody like that yeah, What's he like
1: He's a bit jazzy Yeah
2: It's like <laughs> It's not great But it's, it's it's very
1: difficult To come up with a good DJ name And I couldn't I, I was stuck. Yeah, where'd I, it come from? I had like a big Yoda toy by my turntables, and then my mate was just like, just, just you know, put, call yourself DJ Yoda for this mixtape. Standard. So I just did, and it stuck. So I don't love the name, but I, I've i got nothing better.
2: Yeah. For... Yeah, and we're not dissing names out here. A name is just a name. A name's a name. That's what um, I'm saying, yeah. yeah a name just, is a name. Yeah, we're yeah. just saying. But I don't know. Then again, DJ Dave. DJ Dave. There I was the one guy that breaking. supported me at some yeah.
1: gig in in the South. I was in Portsmouth or or somewhere like that and he was called dj super duper dave that's a name <laughs> and i was like that's, yes, a, wicked that's, name. A, that's yeah. a name
2: what's he like <laughs> super duper it's, there you go he's called dave and he's super duper oh wicked um and your first pair of decks what were they those ones that are right next to you there what these yeah, Technics 12 10s
1: technics 12 10s
2: these are the first time mean, let's, you ever let's work
1: out how long i've had them over 20 years they're looking pretty good shape they're still still fully they, functioning i've never once got them like fixed they're still fully functioning that is like one of the rare things in this world where people make something that works and lasts forever so it's fair to say you've it's got like the your money's worth Apple.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting worse and worse and worse um, yeah, the, so that's good value for money that's good value for money man and uh
1: save up for those some uh, yeah man bought one rounds. at a time yeah saved up for them did work worked in a computer game shop just yeah just knew that i needed them man a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, and there they are. That, like, that, that was like from being a like teenager in my bedroom saving up for those decks, and here we are. Like, yeah, t- over twenty years later, still using them to make mixtapes.
2: So, when you make mixtape, you still use the yeah, same use twelve tens Man, yeah, that's amazing, man. That's legendary. Um, so another thing that you are kind of that people throw around with your name is that you are very responsible for this bootleg cut up style. You know, we're talking about mixtapes, so I feel like this is. Where we're we going with this is like what one for one, what is a bootleg cut up style for those that don't know? yeah, well, I mean to
1: me, this is something that hip hop djs were doing before there was a, before that kind of thing you're talking about existed. Mm. What hip hop djs always did was mix two things together, often that you might not expect to be mixed together. A lot of that stuff that you're talking about is a lot of songs you'll get like an acapella version of it, so just the vocals and you can then play those vocals over any other kind of music. So you might get like I'm trying to like think of an old school example, but you might get some like 80s rap song a cappella and they might put it over like a reggae background or I don't know, anything. You can you can mix anything with anything. Um so hip hop DJs always did that. Then there was a point in the late 90s where people started like making those mixes and releasing them as records by themselves so they were called bootlegs or yeah. cut-ups yeah um and then they started this whole thing of like you know mash-up culture and everything and then it, it people started giving it yeah. a name but it it was always just what hip-hop djs did anyway mm. so that was my thinking mind like yeah i've always done stuff like that but the way that i've thought about it, it's like i'm just doing what hip-hop dj does
2: yeah one thing that you do do a lot of though like we just spoke about was the jingles and parodies of ads and stuff when you're being playful mm. and just having fun of it Like my fave. Cause I've been listening to your stuff on the way, like up to come to you. One of my favorite ones still to this day. Well, there's two favorite bits I have for me to say. One of them's got to be the Delta Airlines, right? Yeah. yeah. When it says like, "Y'all be
0: going on vacation." See, the thing is, if you bout to be up out this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on? From the interior to the exterior, you've got to get your posterior
1: in one of these big-ass planes. That's kind of part of DJing to me as well, like, digging up really obscure stuff that people are not going to hear otherwise.
2: Yeah, and, and, and that sort of stuff's hilarious, but then I realised this was, like, pre-YouTube. Yeah, it was, it was pre-YouTube, actually, yeah. So how did you
1: source stuff like this? Yes, that's what DJs do, man. They just search out random stuff. Yeah, because c- now I'm like, YouTube. Would be where I'd go for anything on online easily. I think I might have got that one online, but it was the early days of the internet, man. It was yeah, like you say, before YouTube. It was just Napster days. It was before Napster. Oh wow! Yeah, man. This is I remember like the internet starting. I remember like (laughs) people having computers and just like I was like, oh, what you can get music? Yeah, you can find music on the internet. Yeah, Uh, and it was those kind of days. Yeah.
2: And how do you think, like, sort of change of the landscape and music has helped you with your sort of quest for making mixtapes? Just changed
1: can... it up, man. Like, I'm really like, I do a lot of these shows now where I'm working with video as well as just DJ. Mm. So now my new kind of version of digging is YouTube. Just find random stuff videos that I can use as part of my DJ set um, because everything is just really accessible now. You think of something, you know. My friend uh, sent me a track yesterday. He's like, I, th- I think. Uh, I think we both slept on this album. It's like, it's from 1997. It was an instrumental album by the 45 King. Um, and it was just a bunch of beats that I never heard. He's like, You'd like that one? I was like, Yeah, I would. And I just found it and got it in like 20 seconds. Crazy. And back in the day, that would be like, Right, write that down. Start like, n- next Saturday. I'll head up to Soho. <laughs> I'll have a look in the record shop, see if I can have a word with someone about it and they'll say like yeah we haven't got it but you might be able to find it here and Mm. that could be the start of like a year-long mission to find something so that year becomes 20 seconds so everything's just immediate you just get hold of anything it speeds up what i do it takes some of the fun out of it really yeah that quest
2: is good man it's good to. it's satisfying isn't it yeah like get to the end of a quest and you're like yeah I did it <laughs> yeah I mean I was on the end of the vinyl buying spectrum of DJing so I do remember having that decision of do I buy that record yeah or do I take the bus home and, and as a hip hop like, DJ yeah. you
1: had to think about like should I buy doubles of that record yeah because if you want to like beat juggle or like have bring it back to the start You'd have to spend twice as much, Mm. and by so I'm like, "Mm, is this a record that I need (laughs) that I need to (laughs) like double up on the start of? Yeah, because it's going to cost me twice as much if I want that. So decisions like that, they're just all gone these days. But I think I'm not like I I welcome it. I'm not bitter about it. I I just think it allows us to move on to the next part of the culture. It's like, okay, well, where's where's the next challenge? Where does it get interesting now? Um, for me, the challenge now is like because I have everything musically the challenge is to make my dj sets work so that they sound fluid so that it's not just all over the place because one of the downsides of being like a multi-genre dj is that if i want to play one song that's drum and bass then one song that's grime then one song that's 1930s country then one song that's hip-hop how can i do that without it sounding just like a great big mess Mm. so my like what i'm concentrating on now is like make the dj set fluid smooth that it works so that is my challenge
2: and you've also got the the visual stuff as well they call them av like yeah. you said the av sets yeah, as well so visual shows how yeah. does that come into play with all of that as well because i feel like with your tapes they were quite visual exactly anyway that's, that's like that, does that make, that? Does that make yeah. sense to you like i used to listen to them and you like used to paint a picture yeah well that was with the, the, the music.
1: thing because like before all this technology existed I would have little samples from TV shows or movies that I liked or cartoons that I liked. So yeah, I did always have that style before you could mix with video. Mm-hmm. So when that technology came out, I was like, it, this just makes sense. It's a way for me to DJ that that works for me. Um, so yeah, that's what I, I do now is about half the sets that I play, <clears throat> there's a big screen and I'm live mixing the video as well as the audio. Sick. And people still don't really fully get it i don't think i get people come up to me at the end of shows and like i loved it who who did the the visuals <laughs> like no no that was me i was doing that whilst <laughs> i was dj <DJing. laughs> i'm doing it um because i think people just don't really have it in their heads that that's the technology is there but it is mm. um and that's like i say like the <clears throat> the dj technology has got improved so much now that to just mix songs together is pretty easy mm. so that's why i like this added like challenge of like yeah you've got to do the video too and add effects on the video and like think about how the video is transitioning as well as the audio
2: have you got a specific video or anything that you're kind of liking at the moment using your sets
1: yeah man Uh, i mean this is what i do on a day-to-day basis find stuff like that um and it's all off youtube now um what did i find this week uh barrington levy um did a like advert for supreme clothing where he's singing broader than Broadway, but he sings it a cappella with a white background. So that's the kind of stuff that's important to me because it means like, okay, now I can mix him doing that on top of any beat that I like and any visuals that I like
2: in the background. So it's, it's things like that that appeal to me. Cool. So you like you? I look forward to seeing that. Um, so you and em, you embrace new parts of tech. Like you've already embraced the audiovisual side. What do you think is going to be the next thing that you're looking forward to embracing?
0: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The, the setup that I have now, I'm, I don't want it to change for a while. I'm yeah. really happy with that. I feel like the mixer that I use, the technology that I use, it's kind of almost, it's pretty much reached its peak for me. It's doing everything that I could possibly want. Um, so there's nothing small. But the next big thing, and I think we're quite a way off, is probably three D in clubs. Wow! But that I, I think we're years off that for it to work properly, because I don't. It needs to be not three D with people wearing glasses. It needs to be like three D coming out of the screen, hologram, holographic.
2: So holographic DJ. So sort of like the two the two pack thing that they had at Coachella, yeah, that kind of for like a that. whole set, yeah, but, um, exactly. loads of that, yeah, loads of that
1: being mixed and scratched
2: you know what if you say it, it can happen it will uh, happen yeah trust me man it will happen it's just a matter of how soon okay yeah i thought you were gonna say something like pyrotechnics first or something like that because nah. i reckon if there's a button there you could you know just throw some fire some already exists man yeah and you want to do that new shit what, isn't that david getter <laughs> Isn't no what he does bruv let's not talk about talking about, <laughs> about dj <DJing>, and bruv <laughs> yeah we're talking about dj you've worked with a load of interesting people that you wouldn't necessarily expect a dj to work with and i think this is obviously because you're sort of just your colorful way of looking at things so like for example banksy when you did the yeah. um the dismal, dismal world that's yeah. dismal land yeah yeah the crap someone called it the other day i was <laughs> <a> dismal <laughs> yeah i thought that would be a great name for it as well <laughs> yeah. dismal land um what's it like when you've got gigs like that where you've got stuff like that too that's quite specific and, and did you get to meet the great man himself um, or, or he- woman we uh, don't know, <laughs>
1: man. I think I think yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah.
2: Um, he wasn't. I didn't see him that night
1: actually, but I DJed for him before. I DJed for him since before he blew up. Like, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing one of his first London shows, like ever, right? Uh, and DJing at that. So there was there was some relationship there, which is why I ended up playing at Disneyland. Cool. Um, yeah, these kind of collaborative things like that's what keeps me going, man. Like that's that's what's interesting to me. It's like tailoring what i do to work with what other people do that might be seemingly nothing to do with it um so some of the most interesting stuff i've done i I collaborated with this percussionist called dame evelyn Glennie, um who's does kind of like i don't even know how you describe it like abstract modern classical percussion i've collaborated with orchestras beatboxers i just try and find stuff that's like okay well that would be interesting let's try and make that work Mm. um because that's yeah that's the the, that's just what interests me man like i I think as a dj and as a solo dj so much of what you do is alone that it's just great to connect with people and people doing such different stuff as well um and that's yeah those are are the parts of my job that most appeal to me
2: how did you end up working with an orchestra and how did you make that happen? Because I saw, I saw the clips of it from Roundhouse. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. Um, I actually got approached. There was a guy called Gabriel Prokofiev. He's actually the grandson of Prokofiev, who was a great Russian composer. And he's a composer now. And he wanted to write a concerto for turntables. So normally you write a concerto. A concerto is like where one instrument gets to show off. So a concerto for flute, and then they do the most flashy stuff you can do with a flute um and he wants to do that for turntables so we he approached me like because i guess i just once you get the reputation of like hey he's like a hip-hop dj but he's open to other stuff then that stuff starts to kind of come to me people are like oh he'll he'll be interested <laughs> he'll do it yeah, yeah. He'll do, it. He'll do it yeah um so yeah that's that's how that came out and then i helped him write it by kind of like explaining to him how you notate scratching and what kind of different scratches there are and what you can do with a turntable, and then he came up with this piece, and then we rehearsed with the orchestra and and threw it out there.
2: Yeah, and how would you describe a DJ concerto?
1: <laughs> it's not my kind of music. The the end the album's out there, like it's on Spotify. You can yeah. you can listen to it. Um, and it's it's quite a difficult. Listen, it's very it, it's abstract. You know, it's it's like modern classical music, yeah. and it's um, some of it's kind of quite. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for like jagged or like kind of disconcerting in a way um, it's a place for that kind of music man it's not yeah. what I would sit down and relax to personally but it's interesting to make something that doesn't sound like anything else out there
2: yeah it's about pushing boundaries I suppose yeah. like not everything you do you can say oh you know yeah I definitely i will rock out to that yeah. Drive in, you know all I the just time. love yeah. that
1: all this stuff exists yeah I, like I love that, that that you can like think of Anything you can think of There's probably
2: an album of that I think that's the most interesting thing About researching you Is is that there is this spectrum Like you just Honestly don't know What to expect When you're <laughs> about to press play Like the, the latest The latest mixtape um, I wasn't sure what I was going to get You know I was like It's just going to be hip hoppy is it about the um lunch break yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. gonna be hip hoppy it's it gonna be solely is it i know there's gonna be a lunch theme in it. i know you, i'm like <laughs> i know he's he's got the word lunch in it i'm gonna hear the word lunch a few times <laughs> maybe i should eat before listening to this yeah and i didn't which i regretted but um you don't know what to expect so yeah lunch break so for example like yeah that one was like actually turned out to be quite a lot of kind of funk
1: yeah and jazz breaks kind of thing mm. um yeah i find it easier to like um focus mixes around the theme because it just because of the fact that i'm interested in so many different things if i didn't have that to focus me i'd be like well where do you begin like there's so much good stuff in the world like what would i play yeah no, no, <laughs> so no i agree I agree, so I agree something's got to kind of like bring it all together so lunch yeah because <laughs> lunch brought it all together
2: so with Yoda, <laughs> just, just in case you don't know, food is a reoccurring thing <laughs> in his life and also in his music. I think yeah. in cut and paste. There's even like a curry recipe. Yeah, where, there's like a Balti recipe in it, or there's yeah. a chef talking about curry. So food does come up a lot, but lunch breaks is a lot of food in there, bro. Yeah, there's man. A long, it's the, a alongside. lunch-themed
1: mix. What can I say? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. We all have lunch.
2: Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a bit where he breaks the rules a bit. It's a bit breakfasty, but because the clip's hilarious as well, I think it's <laughs>
1: a little piece of toast because there's so much to choose from there's brown bread white bread also it's a whole bread it comes in friendly packages oh the t- toast song that's <laughs> uh, a sick song man <laughs> <laughs> it's um uh, it's Paul Young it's Paul yeah. Young before he like became like an 80s pop star he had a band yeah. late 70s they did a song all about toast
2: and he's literally just like toast
1: yeah it's just the toast <laughs> song man it's good
2: stuff <laughs> you need a song about toast yeah not not lunchy really but you know what? Such a good song. I mean so you I can had, have had toast to for lunch. In. Yeah, definitely. Um and then there's obviously like the radio DJ inside of things as well, like Doctor Dre asked to be his first guest mix on Beats One. <laughs> it's crazy. So man. you are making mixtapes about toast, you know, or you making <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah and then Dre's like, <laughs> yo like why do you think he picked you first to do that? I don't know man, like they, they the, I think the idea for the
1: um Doctor Dre show on Apple Music is they want to have like uh international DJ mm. every week do a guest thing. So I guess they probably looked to the UK first and started looking into like who does interesting mixes yeah.
2: in the UK. And what did you bring to the table when when international DJ Yoda um, stepped in? <laughs> I did like a kind of um, classic hip hop kind of a mix,
1: um, but tried to keep it really not obvious because there's so many things like that. I was like, this is like Dr. Dre on Apple Music. This is a big deal. <laughs> this is not the time for my toast song. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't lead with the toast. I <laughs> didn't lead with the toast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to be like, okay, so here is like big, important hip hop to me, mm. but maybe mixed in a way that you might not have heard it before. So I did a really like mini mix style, like very very fast mixes, like sometimes like eight bars of one song, eight bars of the next song, all mixes. So yeah. acapellas of one, instrumentals of the other, classic hip hop style. Uh, I am really like one of the things I was thinking about was dr dre before even nwa days he made mixtapes they were really inspiring to me he used to like they he used to sell them at the compton swap meet swap meets the swap, meets. swap meet swap yeah. meet yeah um and there were four track mixes so it was really similar to my cut and paste mixes the the way that they're put together layers layers of you might have like three four different songs happening at the same time at that point he was playing electro very old school hip-hop he was an inspiring mixtape dj to me and i know that like if he'd listen to that mix that I sent, he will recognise technical things that are going on that are like the way that he started. Mm. Stuff that was going on almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So that was the thinking behind that. Yeah. Wicked, wicked.
2: Yeah. You do a lot of technical stuff. Do you ever do, like you do audio-visual stuff, you know, you can smash up a, a, a nice mi- a mixtape, a radio mix. Is there anything that you've ever done that's really technical and sick and cool Be like, no, I fucking nice now. <laughs> like, All the time,
1: man. All the time. That happens a lot. Like sometimes there are, I put too much thought into stuff, especially with the AV show. Like there are video mixes that I do. There's one in particular that I I think there's online somewhere because I'm I break it down in some YouTube video. Um, But there's like this video mix where there's basically four different things happening at at once for a reason to do with the way the video's been mixing, the audio's been mixing, two things on each side. And people just don't clock that. People are just like <laughs> dancing. They don't care. They're having a drink. Like they're not concentrating on that stuff. And I'm aware of that. But for me, I'm like, you don't realize there's stuff happening. <laughs> oh. There's clever stuff happening. But you know, that's cool because like, I think those, especially with these audiovisual shows, they're designed so that if you want to concentrate on it, there's a lot happening to take in and think about and appreciate. And if you don't want to concentrate on it and not even look at the
2: screen, you can just dance. Yeah, how hard it, like, that's the thing. Like, you, it's it's one thing thinking about music to make people dance, but then to make sure that the visuals are on point as well and not just boring, spiralling stuff. There are actual things going on. That's quite a lot to get your head around. It is, man, but it's like I say, I, I enjoy that challenge. I like to
1: work when I'm DJing. I, yeah. I like to really have a lot to think about and keep me engaged. Mm. Um, and what I learned with these with these video shows is that People can't multitask. People can't dance and watch a screen. It doesn't happen. People either watch or they dance. So it's got to work for both those sets of people. Mm. So the, the sets are designed so that, like I say, you can ignore the screen. You can just have a party and just dance and it doesn't matter that there's a screen happening. But it's also designed so that I've done some shows in cinemas where people sit down and watch it. Eat popcorn and just sit and watch the 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 video show, and it works on that level too. So, it, I, like striking that balance has been one of the hardest things about um, putting those shows together. But that's what I'm starting
2: to understand now and get my head around and make it work. Wicked, yeah, and well, it's looking great already, man. So um this is going to be on the internet for a very long time. <laughs> so if people want to find out where you're gigging, what's the best way of doing this? My website, djyoda.co.uk. Wicked, great website as well. Very fun. I think you should put that those those FAQs up about yourself. The rest yeah? of them are oh, they hilarious, bro? They're <laughs> hilarious. We need more stuff like that. But right, music. We've spoken about that. Yeah, we could speak about that for all, all day. Yeah, I've I've always got stuff to say about yeah, music. Yeah, um, but another one of your great loves, Yoda. You're big into food, man. Yeah, man. I just, you know, food and music are the big motivators
1: in life. I don't think it's just me. Nah, Uh, I'm with you, bro. There are other things that people love, but come on, like, if you had to get rid of those two things, life wouldn't be very good, man. These are important things.
2: Imagine driving a really long drive. Like, my granddad lives in Cornwall. Imagine going there, but not being able to stop off for food or have any music Or listen to music on the way. Crazy,
1: man. That would just be hell
2: actual stress actual yeah, stress no i
1: do i, I think a, i just enjoy food man like you know i think a lot about food and i love cooking and i think about what am i having for dinner
2: tonight a lot what are you having for dinner tonight i'm thinking about it right now um let's think this through you might be able to inspire me right i'm now. thinking
1: about going out for dinner tonight it's, uh, we're looking at restaurants All rather right. than uh <laughs> right. rather than home cooking fair enough yeah um don't know man could be could be looking at Japanese tonight Japanese yeah we can't rule we can't rule that out cool. why why
2: Japanese specifically
1: in the mood for that
2: yeah is anything Japanese like? I
1: was having the conversation the other day with a mate like top three food cuisines yeah of the Ooh. world oh this is interesting this, this this is one, argument
2: it, or, yeah go on where okay. do you settle
1: well what we kind of worked out was anyone who's not going italian for number 1 is just i can't have a conversation with you if you're not <laughs> you're not going italian then like i don't know i don't know where you're coming from but i we can't relate so we All can't right, talk right. so pretty much italian number 1 okay a lot of people me included go japanese for number 2 yeah i just think
2: japanese really know what they're doing when it comes to food cuz there's there's chinese and japanese very different Please explain that difference For people who are just like Hmm Ease at the end Let's just be slightly Borderline racist And call it all the same
1: food very very different man Like I've toured in China I've eaten a lot of Chinese
2: food What's that? I've never been to China. What's that? What's the real Chinese food like versus the real Japanese?
1: In food? my experience, it's not too different from what you get in a Chinese takeaway. Oh, that's disappointing. That's that. Like I'm you, you with, would yeah. think, like oh, you go to China, it's not the real yeah, Chinese food. Yeah. Actually, it pretty much is. You okay. getting your like sweet and sour chicken. Your, you know, mm. it's. I don't love yeah. Chinese food to be honest with you, man. It's it, yeah. it. They this congee that that they have for breakfast, which is nah. pretty rank, man. What's it's like kind of savory porridge. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> skip that. Chinese you can get stuff like um cat dog and snake soup that's a real thing cat dog snake soup yeah that's a real thing the the like old saying is that chinese will eat anything with its back turned to the sun in china yeah they'll say that yeah wow yeah so that is everything there's a lot yeah. of animals out there that you are not going to find other countries eating that they eat in China. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was just like silly talk. No. You know? it, in my experience, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's so pretty crazy. Not to say that there's not good Chinese food. There is, there's different regions of Chinese food. Mm. Um, I think, I can't remember now. There's one that there's with a lot of chili that like go heavy on the chili yeah. and that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and there is wicked Chinese food. I love yeah. the food in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is okay. wicked food. Um, just the cat dog snake soup the cat dog snake soup man Um, yeah there's a lot of you know when i've been in china uh especially in places where there's not so many kind of like english language stuff you have to just point at a menu randomly and just see what comes out hope for the best animal vegetable mineral who knows and it arrives and sometimes you like i've eaten stuff and be like i finished it i still don't know what it (laughs) is that i would just ate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I can't narrow it down so that was it not a su- a was it thing. a soup <laughs> did you have the soup <laughs> it wasn't actually if it, it felt like it was something from the sea that's the best that i could uh, okay say. anyway so, so japanese number two so, japanese very different yeah, much sure. a very precise clean way of cooking lots of fish lots of rice mm-hmm. um I love Japanese food, man. Mm. In fact,
2: that's you were best. actually looking at sushi donuts with me I before was we first recorded. That's when you arrived, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I go Italian, Japanese. And then number three is the controversial one. Like, thinking about it, I think I could safely say in 2016, British. I don't think that's something that I could have said 15 years ago. But now I think it is. What? Because we do so much over here. Like, what? Well, what? you have to what? kind of strip that away. You yeah. have to forget about the fact that we you can get good Italian, you can yeah. get good Japanese food in the UK, but if you strip all that away and think about, well, what's British food? The the reason this conversation started was we were saying, what would your like death row last meal be? And thinking about it, the main course of my last meal, I'd probably have to go roast, Sunday roast dinner, Yorkshire pudding, roast beef, potatoes, veg, the way that you get that in Britain, they don't do that anywhere else in the world. If yeah, you, those... you get a good quality one of those, mm. that's that hits the spot like nothing mm. else, man.
2: What's the deal breaker on a on a, on a roast though? We're like where's because some people it's the potatoes. You've some got to get Yorkshire like n-
1: not shy on the Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding's got. Do be. you like the
2: big ass ones? Big ass ones. There's ones that where when the plate comes into the room, everyone yeah, goes, like, "What's the yeah?" You're exactly. like,
1: "That's me." That's yeah. the one, man. Ah, oh. good gravy. Okay. Good quality veg.
2: That's a good. Yeah man,
1: I go British, yeah. but I, I was tempted to go like um Turkish or Lebanese for number three because if you get really wicked kebabs like mm. good healthy kebabs, like I love all that man. Turkish bread. Yeah. All the bread with the little dips. Yeah. Oh yeah. I miss. Yeah. Sorry I miss if you North. if you're hungry right now. Yeah, sorry you, man. Like, we hungry, talk yeah. about food and music as you can
2: tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, fresh hummus. Like, miss- You've actually even done an experiment with music. And food as well, right? And this was a legit... I thought this was another funny video that you put together. This was a legit thing you did, Working with neuroscientists. Please, elaborate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They were trying to look into, like, um, what the brain does when it's tasting food and listening to music and the connections between those two things. Yeah. So he wanted to do... This like scientist that I was working with wanted to do an experiment of, like... So what I did was I set up turntables in a kitchen with a chef cooking. He was like, okay, so now we're going to cook Jamaican food. You play Jamaican music whilst we're smelling the Jamaican food cooking and eating it. So I did a set of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I cooked it and ate it. And we were measuring brain responses whilst that was happening. We did the same thing for two other cuisines. I think we did um, American South. So I was playing all like kind of trappish hip hop (laughs) stuff and then cooking barbecue food. Um, And then we did like an Indian one where I was playing like Bollywood themes and cooking up curry mm. then we compared that with me playing music that was non area specific and cooking food that was non area specific uh and then the measured the brainwave differences between those various things happening mm. um and looking at the connections between it like that that's what was going on
2: and was there a correlation yeah
1: in of it? course man it's it's all to do with um sensory inputs the stuff that go into stuff that comes into your brain and how you connect it all and emotional responses to that nostalgic responses to that what it means and when it all fits together it just you know like that's i don't know the words for it cuz i'm not a scientist but you know yeah
2: good good <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> so so listening listening to to reggae music while you're eating Jamaican food. It works. Or, it it, just it works. does work. Or, yeah. I would love listening to some Dirty South while I'm eating some proper slow roast Yeah, so, I'll, I'll course, be on man. that, you know. I yeah. think that would be a good vibe. It, these,
1: these things, it's like the same kind of thing to me is going to the like area of France where they make champagne and drinking champagne there. Yeah. Or going to where they grow mangoes and eating mangoes there. Yeah. It's a very different thing to like them being picked there, shipped in plastic across the seas, mm. wait in five days, buy it in your supermarket, take it home, eat your mango at home. It was a very different experience.
2: You're definitely onto something yeah, there. Definitely. Like, in fact, all of these bougie Japanese restaurants, I'm going to call you out that play house music. Yeah. I think you should experiment yeah. with, you know, playing some Japanese play music. traditional Japanese music. Man, yeah. Sometimes a house better. music, and I'm not, I'm not, I love house. I own Disney House. Sometimes I'm just like, i don't don't see the connection It's don't see
1: the connection yeah to hear music like that in a restaurant you know i i I, i've owned a restaurant and designed the music for it and there was no blank music the music should be evocative like the food Mm. music and food should take you somewhere they like yeah and that's why i don't like house music because it takes me nowhere it just makes me think of nothing fair enough yeah and, uh, yeah. no, that's me yeah. I, i'm sure other people feel differently and that's fine that's what music's yeah. about isn't it it's yeah. an o-
2: objective thing oh wow yeah. wow so um do you want to talk can we talk about austin's or do you want to yeah about i mean
1: t- we're at a funny stage at the moment because we've gone mobile <laughs> okay <laughs> the restaurant itself is closed yeah just closed uh, really unfortunately um I but we've got all the equipment and we did an event um in hackney uh, a couple of weekends ago where yeah. we brought it all there so we're taking it to festivals. We're doing it as an on-the-road thing.
2: Wicked. So so what is Austin's now? Let's explain what Austin's, Austin's Smokehouse. Smokehouse. Yeah, sm- smoking meats, man. Smoking meats. Pork, pork ribs. Smoking meats and, bl- and blazing beets. Something I don't know like why that. I'd say something about that. Something I'd, like that. I don't know why I went into that. <laughs> reg- instantly regretted saying that. So yeah, sorry, yeah.
1: Food-wise. Yeah, yeah. just authentic American low, slow barbecue. Like, good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, very heavy on the meat. Oh yes, yeah. This is not healthy, healthy meal, but every now and then it's the spot.
2: Listen, I went in there and I ordered. I ordered big, and I wasn't, I didn't regret it, mate. Yeah, man. did not Great regret food. it at all. Was it? Uh, it was. You had the uh, deep fried pickles. Yeah, like I like to pick stuff off the menu that I like, but also stuff that's like wow, I've that never I like heard it is before. The,
1: um, pickled watermelon.
2: Oh, that was yeah, that as well. Yeah,
1: with yeah, we bacon.
2: Yeah, and I was like that you hear that yeah it sounds fucked up same way <laughs> peanut butter and jam might say messy mess messed yeah. up the first time you but hear it, that just together yeah yeah shit works so yeah, yeah man. man good food are you looking to take that on the road of you when you're doing gigs and stuff as yeah, well man. I, I,
1: the, the first event that i did um that i was just talking about um in hackney i called it cookout and throw down because it's like both things like the food and the music side yeah. um and that's something that I'm going to like roll out now. Is like as an event that I bring out there, where I'm curating the music, the DJs, the live bands, and then also the food. Whether it's like a pop up thing or whoe whichever chef that I'm bringing in to provide the Sick. food. So this is like a way for me to combine these two loves that I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, and it. it- well you've done a scientific experiment there's science to back this up you listen to the right music when you're eating the right food exactly people man. enjoy it more yeah, so and the
1: science backs it up sounds like it's gonna work <laughs>
2: our, our scientific working workings out of yes it works <laughs> but um we've also got a brother podcast called how to kill an hour um in a podcast we like to talk about different ways we kill time we go out and try stuff they people send us a manner of things recently it's been crazy what we've been sent um, but we always are looking for new ways to to kill some time, so the best way to do that is to ask other people so how do you like to kill time if you get downtime or or when you're doing other bits and bobs i'm a I'm like
1: a media addict I've got a real problem with it like I couldn't go without when I say media I'm talking about music and video like I couldn't go without that. You took that away from me I don't think I could exist yeah day I don't know what I'd do. So, if I I have a lot of downtime because I'm traveling with gigs, you know, um, I'll be on a plane for who knows how long. I'll be on a train, the motorway. Suddenly, I've got, like, three hours. (laughs) I always just turn to, like, albums and movies, man, TV shows. Like, it's, uh, it's not a very original answer, but, like, you look at the apps on my phone, and it's all, you know, Netflix, BBC iPlayer, like, these are the podcasts podcast too man like so the, yeah that's how i can out. it's kind hey. of a bit meta and self yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-referential in this format but like th- that's what i do like even I the get, word meta has become podcasty you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry yeah yeah podcasting has become meta yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of podcasters interviewing podcasters yeah that i'm not so sure about i'm not sure that i think that's the thing that needs to stop actually like um like you interview me for my podcast i'll interview you on my it's like okay we're all being a bit back slappy here and like yeah, how about breaking out of that and interviewing people who have nothing to do with podcasts? Yeah, uh, that, that's my thinking.
2: I hear what you're saying. I think that's why it's interesting the sorts of people that I've, I've not had open dialogue with before, and in this in an environment which is just chill. Like whether it's over our our studio or office space, whether it's in your place, it's just nice to to have a conversation with somebody and hear fresh conversation because I feel like. We can never have this again Yeah. You can have a conversation yeah. But it'll be part two Like oh, I remember last time yeah, And exactly. you said this about yeah, You know Oh really, I've had it, sushi donuts. That's now. A, like an amazing thing
1: You're like I envy that About what you're doing Is to be able to sit down With someone completely new And get to know them for an hour That's an amazing thing To get to do Like Even Before podcasts Who could do that <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Hi Mr. Stranger Exactly like, Come and talk to me for an hour That doesn't exactly. That doesn't happen very much exactly. Like you might meet Someone in some environment out there but people don't have an hour to like break down their thoughts about everything exactly like, so it's that's yeah that you, uh, you should feel blessed
2: with that yeah. one. Oh yes yeah, it's, it's great man and you know like working for a big network they're never going to sign off stuff like this because yeah who knows where the conversation is going to go i know man like, i got yeah.
1: nothing that i'm plugging i'm not here to yeah. be like hey buy my album like, yeah. it's just to me it's interesting to like to talk about stuff in depth like this you don't get that very much Mm. In this world of like very fast-paced media,
2: yeah, it's in, it's interesting that like in a world where there's so much demand for short clips, like YouTube, Vine. Yeah, well, look at Twitter. Like, that, like yeah, a, Twitter. Like,
1: I love Twitter. I'm addicted to Twitter, but it needs to be balanced out with this kind of thing. Yeah, for me, yeah, like fine, like ingest your media in like one sentences, mm. as long as you are also getting like a full on hour and a half of someone like really yeah. talking about everything that they think as well. Definitely, I think that's a good balance.
2: That's wicked, man. Do you know what we didn't talk about? DJ Hero. Yeah. That must have been an interesting experience for you. Yeah,
1: man. That was an interesting project. Like, trying to create a computer game about DJing and, like, what it meant. And um, I really, like, spoke to them from the start about ideas that I had and how to incorporate that and um, try to do something really different from my level on the game. Because this is, like, a DJ Yoda level that you can play. Um, And I used um, Little Richard uh tutti fruity which is like not not a typical kind of a dj track but i wanted to show people like you can dj with anything yeah like any song like i remember this one quote that qbert said where he's like throw any record at me and i will make it work yeah somehow it can be like a opera record a mcdonald's record i don't care like just i'll find a way to make it work and I've, i found that really inspiring
2: yeah what's it what's it like watching other djs that scratch as well like cubert and other people like that how's that how do ask, you see it ask any
1: dj who scratches how it feels to watch cubert and they'll tell you the same thing it's depressing <laughs> it's just it makes me feel sad i feel sad to watch dj cubert scratch why because i think why am i bothering <laughs> why are we all here <laughs> bothering to even attempt <laughs> to get anywhere near the level that this guy has reached it's insane there's not many fields In the world where there's one person that's so clearly light years ahead of everyone else, scratching is one of them. Honestly, he—I don't know whether it's apparent to like a layman or not, but to someone that understands scratching, you watch Cubert scratch, even when he's just pissing around, and you're like, within about ten seconds, you're like, "Oh, what? What happened there? I don't. I'm. I'm never gonna know."
2: Wow, (laughs) it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy, and like you know. Is there a lot of camaraderie with other DJs? Yeah. Is, I is think it competitive? That, one of the things it...
1: that's like helped him get to that mm. point is that once you reach a point like that, anytime anyone comes out with like a new scratch or a new idea, the first person they want to show is Cuba. Because oh, they're yeah. like, yeah, look, I I, I I figured out this new thing. And in the, all, all the meantime, he's like sucking all that in, like taking it <laughs> in, like I, le- I just learned the new thing from this guy. I just learned the new thing from that guy. And yeah. it just keeps him that, that level ahead he's the he's the neo he's the neo then he's just (laughs) suck it suck it in information download it to me yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly oh he's he's on some next level with it but it's it's incredible okay incredible to watch if you're if you understand anything about scratching even if you don't just on a musical level what he's doing with scratching is just so different to your average dj it's Mm -hmm. it's jazz you know he's like he really just he's feeling it and he's like expressing it as an energy as hippie as that sounds in a way that you're even like someone like Jazzy Jeff doesn't do. Jazzy Jeff is ridiculously funky, ridiculously tight. He's musical. But what Qbert's doing is spiritual, for lack
2: of a better word. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There you go boom. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here. Should have done this at the start. Let's talk ourselves through the room that we're sitting in. This um, very organised. It's, it's the man cave. Looking man cave. Very, I must say, the organisation in here. Is on point, which I should have realized you were disorganized when you were talking about your Serato, and I should have made a correlation between. Yeah,
1: well, it, what I wanted to have with my studio is a way that I can easily use any media that I, I come across. So mm-hmm. I've got DVDs here, I've yep. got all my old tape cassettes, Yep, uh, it, obviously, tons of vinyl, all the digital stuff, VHSs, it's all there and it's all set up so that I can just record, yep. mix. Whatever I need to sample or use.
2: Definitely. I'm sitting next to um, a nice Iowa video player here.
1: Yeah, man. And you've got too many of those around
2: as well. With a tape in it. Yeah. And I used to listen to
1: tapes, man. Like it's just it's that's like the
2: what's in there? It says December December ninety five. December ninety five. There you go, man. There you go. Twenty one years old. Don't what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tapes. No mini disc. Is there mini yeah, disc in there mini man, yeah, mini disc over there. I
1: was like, like oh I've missed it. Oh there it is, PC. yeah. You see? Yeah. stacked up on top of the dats
2: yeah oh yeah the yeah. dats as well and yeah. you've got your vinyl very vinyl's all in alphabetical in, order in a, yeah alphabetical
1: D- within genre so the stuff you're pointing at now is all the hip hop
2: so that's hi- oh
1: hip hop yeah so you, what you can see you see the letters there like okay. G H I J, that's all the hip hop but then down there is funk that's uh, kind of beats and kind of trip hop stuff okay yeah, it's all, it's all categorised. To be honest with you, though, it's like I said, I'm actually like... I'm trying to get read. I'm trying to shed Really? Stuff. Yeah. I think there is maybe a third of what you can see is the stuff that I actually want to own. There's a lot of stuff in here that I just don't need.
2: What would you... What would be the last thing you get rid of, then?
1: These records that I keep out by the turntables. They're the ones that are in, like, my... Wow. Yeah, they're just... I mean, what you can see there is uh, actually not that DJ Hero one because that's just something that I bought last week. But um, well, I thought that might have, that might hold a special place to you as a DJ Hero a little hero. bit. But Big the, Daddy the Two K- next to it are my favorite album, my favorite single, and they're both signed. So uh, I wouldn't want to get rid of those two. And please,
2: please describe them. Uh, please. The album
1: is Big Daddy Kane. Yep. It's a Big Daddy thing mm-hmm. um, from 1989, and that is just such a that
2: is just an official hip hop. That's just front cover in
1: it. Yeah, just I'm, the look of it to me. That like. It's Kind of a nostalgia thing that's yeah. just like when I was just like properly got into hip hop mm. that moment. Um, and the single is Souls of Mischief 93 to Infinity, um, obviously from 93. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just that's just like a magical record, I think. It always has been for me.
2: Wicked. And how much time do you spend in it? Mm, most days,
1: yeah. It <laughs> kind of depends what's happening, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I I, I'm kind of traveling a lot of the time mm. and sometimes i'm touring and i'm away for a great big chunks of time um i try and take a day off a week so that i'm not just you know my head isn't just there yeah um but yeah most days i'm in here making mixes making music working on stuff
2: just keeping it chill yeah yeah it's a lovely space man well yeah thanks for giving me your time and um yeah i'd, I'd like to catch up with you sometime in the future man when some more time has passed yeah, stuff man. has gone on
1: stuff has happened
2: yeah a few more mixtapes. Probably themed around food, and we can discuss food then as well. That's probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to finish this by counteracting though your uh, your Sunday roast. Saying there's only one British thing that can beat that, and that's got to be the fry up. For me, the fry up, the fry up. up, Yeah,
1: man, that's up there.
2: I make a I make a big thing of finding the hottest fry up in my area. Yeah, because I don't. Sometimes it doesn't stay that. It doesn't stay that hot for a while. Yeah. So there's always a joint in my area that we go to. Yeah, like all my mates go and we enjoy it. And then as soon as it drops off a shape. The sausages change you or move on the eggs aren't quite right you're like the fry up nomads yeah, that's what we are that's what we do that's <laughs> that's my knowledge base yeah that's where i've got the black belt in fry ups yeah man. But, um and now nah, thank you very much bro appreciate my it pleasure man Cheers. thank you so that was the cereal munching cut and paste legend that is dj yoda this show was produced and hosted by myself marcus bronzy thank you to the co-producers billy wright shane powell david shawcross Special thanks to Milo Fisher, Wide Awake, aka CJ Beats, and Jordan Crisp for the intro and outro music. You can also listen to Marcus Meets via iTunes podcasts for Apple devices, or Acast, which works with every single phone out there that is smart. If you are unsure what will work with your device, then head to MarcusBronzy.com/meets to listen any way you desire. We would love your feedback in the form of a rating or review, and you can do that by going to marcusbronzy.com slash review and if you really love us you can become a patron of the show you get access to bonus content early episodes exclusive merchandise have input on future guests and questions that they get asked you can donate as little as or as much as you want say the cost of a cup of coffee by going to marcusbronzy.com slash coffee that's marcusbronzy.com slash coffee thank you for listening